There's been a lot of discussion about the ADA enforcement for accessibility. Um, I've had podcasts here about how I'm working with a um, law firm, and there's been a lot of back and forth, a lot of um, pros and cons on how we're going to enforce it, how do we make websites accessible. Well, we have tools, the WCAG, that's the Web Content Accessibility Guidelines, but those are only guidelines. They are not laws, although some people feel that that would be the best way to put teeth on the ADA for accessibility on websites and stuff, because some people are saying, well, you know, they're going after these companies, it's law firms, but it's a vague thing, and yeah, there are some areas that are vague, but there's definitely, and the W3C is an international guideline. Um, I think the government, U.S. government, has a 508. Um, I'm not familiar with all of them. But the question is begged, how do we enforce the ADA? Some people say, oh, the Department of Justice should be out there hitting the pavement enforcing it. It's like they're cutting back on services for p- people with disabilities, and we expect them to... Um, you know, be out there protecting us. Um, self-advocacy is great, but and it it works for a lot of people. It has worked, but you have to really be lucky. And it's the fact is, most people aren't familiar with. It. I'm specifically more, you know, in blindness-related field because that's my who I am, and that's what I know most about, and that's what I work in. Um, transportation would be a whole other issue, but that but it's the same thing because. My job with the MBTA is um, basically, and in some ways, unfortunately, due to litigation. Um, now, I would be open to any suggestions people have. It's like, well, if if we can't bring people, if we bring people to court to make them comply, that's going to make us look bad. But unfortunately, unless I'm mistaken, it it's been the only thing that's worked. I know. Now I'm not affiliated with ACB or NFB, but I, I know the NFB has um, done a lot with the ATM, so I know they had a lot probably litigated or fought tooth and nail for things. It, it, legislation is great. I mean, I think sometimes it can be overdone, but it's the enforcement of legislation that's um, really, really important. I know parts of the ADA are more specific, like about ramps and wheelchairs, but the thing when the ADA was done in the 90s, they they didn't have a lot of, um, you know, the technology as far as websites and computers wasn't as advanced. So they, and it really, you don't want to lock it in and say, well, you know, it's going to be done this way, because things change all the time. So my question is really, how do we enforce the ADA without having it to be a legal process. I mean, I know people like at Perkins are working with companies and solutions, which is a good solution, but somebody has to pay people to do the work. And I think a lot of us would be happy to be paid to do the work, but that's a whole other thing too. It's like, we talk the, game, we talk, the talk, but they don't walk the walk. It's like, well, so it's a gray area. It, and even the UN has like guidelines. See the um, can CRPD. If you Google it, I think the Rights of Persons with Disability. I think it's Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities. So there's a lot of stuff out there, but, but nobody's. I don't. I haven't gotten really any answers. Like how do we 
enforce it. I guess it's really not unique just to the, you know, other laws probably have similar um, things going on, but I, I'm just at the point where I'm I'm really out of answers. I mean, I, I don't see any other way we can do stuff except going after these companies. Now, I'm not saying we should be punitive and, and be, you know, like, you know, you're violating the ADA. I think an educational approach is, um, and I think people try to do that before they get a settlement where they're forcing the person's hand, but I just, I'm just at the point where sometimes it's like, it seems so hopeless. And yet on the other hand, we have made a lot of progress, but then you go around and look at a bunch of sites and they're not accessible or, so it's food for thought. I, I would welcome any um, thoughts like what, what would be your ideal solution to have websites being accessible, especially for the blind? Because like I said, that's really my area of knowledge, maybe not even expertise, but that, that's, how I, that's how I work with websites. And I have the knowledge, enough knowledge about how they should be accessible and I do a lot of testing. So I'm always open to new ideas, but it just seems like we can't seem to find, I mean, I guess there never are easy answers. I mean, we, I know we all want easy answers, but some logical approach that I think we could all agree on, rather than saying, you know, one against the other, it's like, well, the lawyers are bad people because they're going after these companies, and, well, sometimes it's the last resort, I don't know. There are some lawyers that are unscrupulous. I mean, I'm, you know, it's like people are people. It doesn't matter what field you're in, but I'm, I'm really wondering how we can make this more of a coexistence where we're, we're, it's not an adversarial relationship all the time and h how to make companies understand. I mean, companies that hire, have hired people with disabilities, especially blind and visually impaired, like I said, because that's really the most I know about, do a better job because they're familiar with the situation. Now, how do we get that gap with people that have no knowledge of it? Now, the truth is, the fact is we are a minority, like among minorities, so it's most people don't have any idea. You know, I was talking to someone today online that they'd been blind for seven years and before they were blind, they knew nothing about it or the only thing they knew about blind people was what they saw on TV. And, you know, like I said, people are people and they, and they were ranting and raving about, oh, blind people shouldn't get mad at sighted people. And well, no, they shouldn't, but they were basically judging blind people as, as people who are like, oh, sighted people don't understand us and they should do this and they should do that. And I said, I said, well, you're judging all blind people the way you think all people judge you. I said, so we should get along and try to come to some kind of consensus. But it's just, it's just frustrating because we don't really seem after all the ADA, after all the years it's been out and guidelines and best practices, we, we, we're still not there yet. Yeah, we're getting there. Some, some places do really well. Some some places have no have none whatsoever. I think it's a, a mix, like anything else. I think I think some people don't care about it if they know about it, but I think generally mo most 
businesses have no awareness of it. Like I said, unless you have a connection with a person with a disability, you're not going to have any idea of how that works. And I think that if, if the legal system or is going to educate people, they have to. They can't be adversarial about it and saying. I think it should be more of an educational thing, but that's the whole thing. Every everyone wants to get paid, and I, people should get paid to work and to test websites. But that's the question: Who's paying it? Is the company going to pay because they're in violation and get have a settlement agreement, or is or you know maybe they'll go to court and have to go that route? But there has to be a better solution. But I th I think what most people are saying is I want to get paid to be a web tester. Now I have worked for some companies. You know that, as I said on another podcast, you know, Fidelity used to pay, but they don't do it regularly or often. And I don't know how accessible their sites are now. I haven't used them. And then there's some big companies that you would think should be accessible, um, but they're not. So it, I would really welcome some ideas of how we can come to some kind of a consensus on. How do we make company big and small? And of course, the smaller companies too. You have to remember, aren't going to have the resources. Like a big company can hire a, um, an accessibility expert, which, which is in some of the settlement agreements I have seen. You know, when they're in violation, they have to hire an accessibility expert, and so on and so forth. So they they have everyone has to pay somewhere or other. And I don't want it to. I don't want the comp I don't want the companies to feel that they are being punished so much as being educated. We want to have it so that the companies want to ha hire accessibility experts. Um, it just amazes me that they actually have college degrees in accessibility. You know, I, I knew some people when I was in vision rehab, and that's not a bad thing. But I think. I mean, you can really learn a lot from that, from people that are experts in accessibility, because te technology really is complicated. But I'm wondering more, just the everyday user, and and who's going to pay us to test websites, and how can we do it in a way that's fair to everyone? So that that's probably my question. Well, it is my question, but I would welcome any thoughts, because I think right now we're kind of in a on a fence with between the legal system, self-advocacy organizations like the ACB and NFB and others. And it just seems we have to find a, a way that we can co go to these website developers and say, and I know there are some efforts out there, but we want basically make it appealing and make them want to have sites accessible. I'm sure, I hope I hear about efforts on being made. I, I, I've heard some stories about that, but I, I just think at this point we're at a crossroads where we're, we've come a long way, for sure, I mean, since even if you go back 10 years, but there's just so much work left to be done, and I think there's got to be a more efficient, faster way to do it.